He always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? And we are truly live in this episode of the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, as always, joined on this wonderful Thursday afternoon by Aaron Larsoul. Um, the, the reason I say truly live is normally Aaron and I will like throw together some topics and we will figure some stuff out and, and, and kind of like, I don't know, pencil some stuff in. This time, we, we are record, like legitimately figuring out what we're going to be talking about. No on the but we record it. To be fair, we record while we're figuring it out. It's not like we talk about this the night before and, you know, yeah. we get talking points prepared. We just figure yeah, no. it out for like three minutes before we start and that part is recorded. That's usually the best part of the show. So this is going to be great. All right. So um, a couple things that like crossed my timeline right as we were getting ready to go is... Uh, the notion that like James Harden gets to like it's owed to James Harden to send him to a destination that he like he wants to go to, right? That, that was actually a take people had on your timeline. Yeah, you need, I, I saw... you need to get your timeline together, brother. Yeah, well, it's more of like a reply or a mention or whatever, which is out okay. of my control. But like, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, so that's going to be something that I want to talk about. The notion that like. Uh, like one thing I thought about a lot over the weekend and talking with a lot of people from across the league is like, we keep on thinking of labor versus management as players versus owners. Right. And at its simplest form, that is what it is, right? That that's, that, that is actually how this all goes down. But, um, there are, look, see, we're live. I don't even have my light on my, my beauty, my beauty light. There we go. I'm That's not even positive okay. you're coming in through your mic, but you know, whatever. We'll figure that out. But um, but we are uh yeah, we we think of things as black and white a lot of times. And in this case, like the black and white version of the conversation is professional owners of professional teams and players that represent those professional teams, and there is no room for nuance beyond it. And um I'm here to say that no, that isn't actually how this should operate because the undrafted rookie does not have the same amount of leverage that a long-standing NBA super, superstar has. And in this star empowerment, we call it player empowerment, but in this like star empowerment era, um, you have players who are wielding power that moves coaches and teammates and GMs and executives like all over the league. And um, like, I don't know. I, I, they don't seem to me to like the NBA stars, to be honest, like if I'm, if I'm going to keep it a hundred here, they feel more like management at this point than, mm -hmm. than labor, you know, that, and, and like in the case of somebody like LeBron, yeah. in but the case of, of LeBron, because of how they, how they not only, they not only, direct where they will play but they also tend to have an outsized impact on the roster moves that their team makes so yeah i think i can see where you, yeah the line is blurred yeah and um so anyway that 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 was something that um i was talking to a lot of people about in vegas is like we 
and 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 this was a very popular take among team personnel <laughs> as, <laughs> as, as i'm sure people aren't necessarily all that surprised to find out um but but yeah you do need to show the yeah please show the the yellow in that hat because like you can't just wear green to stuff i and, very specifically on all access last night did not wear the kelly green yeah that which is my favorite because i you know i gotta i gotta get these uh I got to get them off while I can until they yeah. go to Vegas. Um, but then I, I remembered the Lakers lost to the Celtics. We did a post game show last night, so I definitely did not wear the Kelly green hat. I wore my mom's cow hat with the the sparkly blue cow hat. The but this is dark enough. This doesn't come across as a Celtics hat. No, I'm going to wear it how I want to wear it. It's just it's just green, man. Like Jen or Avery the other day said her favorite color is green. I was like, no, it's not. Uh oh, I'm drinking <laughs> a green Spindrift too. Uh oh. And and you said your throat was bugging you, so mm-hmm. not a surprise. Um, so anyway, we're going to talk a little bit about like that the dynamics that played there with um, and and one thing that I've really noticed is uh, this current generation of players that like were the faces of player empowerment or star empowerment, um, finding out that because they moved all over the league, they don't have as much power at this stage of their careers as other players who have who have asked out at this point so um that's going to be something we talk about i i do want to start with like lakers basketball though because this is a okay. lakers show sure um and by the way everybody's timeline has been a disaster exactly the last four days but continue <laughs> yeah yeah but um i i we did a show yesterday with harrison uh okay. the second part of which was called anthony can't stop talking about max christie um, yeah, I haven't I haven't listened yet, but there was um, there was some difficulty with Harrison and his wife. There was a little like, there was, does, he he love Max Christie? Driver. does he love Max Christie? Does he love Max Christie more than uh, more than behind me? the is wheel? What, behind the wheel, I think he does. I think okay. I think he does. Okay. Um, but yeah, I want to talk about uh, some of the young guys that we have here. Um, Darvin Ham has been uh, you know spitting hot fire like Dylon in um in a podcast that he did with mark stein and chris haynes um mm-hmm. in the this league uncut podcast that's correct yeah hashtag um, this league uncut or maybe yeah. it's this league hashtag uncut. So that's a really busy title but anyway so um yeah. it's good show. yeah we we are it is uh but uh, you know there's some stuff there from from darvin that we want to talk about but yeah i want to start with hand i want to i want to start with christy with you because okay. Um, one thing that I'll do is I'll latch on to negative points and I'll talk about them over and over and over and over and over again. And the audience will get really sick of it. Yeah. In this case, I'm going to latch on to a positive thing, Okay. a positive take that like, in this case, I'm still, I think, um, a part of the minority in, in how positive I am about this in, in, in my like real belief in this pro in this prospect, I, I have not been this excited about a young Lakers player since Kobe. Like, oh, come on, wait a second. Yeah. Well, here's my wait thing. Wait a second. Here's my thing. Like here's all my the, thing. All the, all the second draft picks. The, let me let me let picks. me explain. Okay. Let me explain. Please. please. Um, the reason the re- it's not that I think he's the most talented Lakers prospect since Kobe. Because that isn't the case, right? No, you're you like you're talking most about. excited about him. Okay. I've been yeah, most excited about him. And like the the biggest part of this is I think that like cause 
Jalen Rose, I think the smartest thing Jalen Rose ever said is like a lot of times situation decides career more than talent does, right? And where a player gets drafted and where that organization is when that player gets drafted is is a big part of what, sure. you know, how that player's career Not plays out. Talent, but it's but yes, it's a big deal. Yeah. And um and in this case, I think I think Christie is in like the perfect spot. And I think he has a really good head on his shoulders to succeed in this specific situation. And the talent is obviously there. Offensively, super clean player. Defensively, I think he really gets after it. Um, but the notion that like the Lakers have a role that he is kind of uniquely suited to fill on this roster. He's a longer two, something that the Lakers don't really have. A longer, more athletic two. Um, he can shoot. Uh, which is going to help him look really good in LeBron AD lineups. Um, he'll, he can play with all three of the Lakers, uh, you know, all three of the rotation players ahead of him uh, in terms of guards, right? He can play with Vincent. He could play with Reese. He could play with D'Lo. Um, I am, I like, so when I say I'm really excited about this guy, it's that like, it's him, the player. I'm really excited about him, the player. And the strides that he's taken forward since we first saw him, which like it's been a steady and very noticeable line of improvement here from Christie since we very first saw him. Um, but but also it's the situation and and how equipped he is to succeed in the situation. That's why when I say like I think we're going to get some momentum it's going to be a really popular take from people over the course of the season to kind of wonder out loud does it make some sense for this guy to maybe get some starts here and there um and and like we're gonna really there's gonna be a real push for his role to expand and and yeah i i've i have like i thought you know it's kind of tough with second overall picks and first overall picks because the hopes and dreams of an organization are attached to that player and only that player but in this case christie can grow into this role he has already grown into this role um as we've seen from his time as as a as a burgeoning rookie to now and and yeah like you watch him step into these to these games playing against like legit talent in some of these cases brandon miller's the second overall pick i thought christie looked sick, like noticeably better than he did out there um I just I, unfortunately I'm, for unfortunately for Miller that has not been a, a high bar. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Thus far, but but like I just I don't know. Like what do you when I when I frame it that way when I when I put all of those things together and and I say that is why this guy I am I am more confident in Christie succeeding than just about any other prospect since Kobe. Which remember with Kobe he was a later pick. He was what the thirteenth over you know he was selected thirteenth and then traded. For um, he was stepping onto a team with Shaq, right? And and um, role players there that you know were going to let him grow into a role, and he eventually did. And in this case, I, I think it's a lot of the same stuff. You know, I, I think Christie is really stepping into a situation here where he is being given the tools uh, to succeed in ways that, like a lot of the other second overall picks that the Lakers had, didn't. <sighs> Um, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of names. I mean, what you're saying makes some sense. Uh, it's kind of a kind of cautionary. Um, but like, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of names. 
like I think there's I think there's there's reason to be optimistic about Max. Um, but there is like I think we need to tone it down a tiny bit. I think we need to pull it rain Look at you, hater. Look at you, hater. No, 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 no. Not about excitement about Max. Um, no, not Max, not Max excitement. Um, if you were an SNL character, you know which one you would be. I mean, I do think we need to bring that in be. a tiny bit, which I'll get to for a second. Um, you'd be Phil Hater. <laughs> I just, I mean, that's a lot of names uh, between now and when Kobe was drafted to say this is the guy you're most, like, you you know Lakers basketball very well among, mm-hmm. you know, like, among the people I spend t- time with, talk to, like, you're on, you're, you're, I don't know what percentile you are, but you're like certainly above average. And that includes like real Lakers fans and people that do this for a living. So I think it's a little hyperbolic to say this. I mean, look, your reasons are your reasons and your thoughts are your thoughts, but the guy you're most excited about young guy you're excited about since Kobe seems a little, probably (laughs) not accurate, but look, you feel how you feel. Um, but there's a lot of guys between now and then, you know, uh, Bynum and and Julius and Lonzo and Kuz, who was even better than Max at Summer League his first year. Um, Josh was like seven was years old. older than Max is. <laughs> Kuz was old. <sighs> Kuz was not old. Kuz could Kuz rent was- a car. And not pay the extra fee. <laughs> That's gonna be one of those. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be one of those shows. I see. Um, so, look, I think there's a lot to like about Max. I agree that this role is is quite good for him, um, and he is in a in a good situation um he's got some great guys to learn from um you know even even austin about because like austin was undrafted max was was certainly more talented uh certainly more talented but like a second round pick right so Mm -hmm. the like ability to grind and make it that like nobody better to learn from at, at a similar position similar size um i think max is more gifted but it's somebody like Austin's a good dude for him to, for him to learn from. There's nobody better to learn from. Um, and LeBron really likes Max. There's nobody better to learn from than LeBron about what to do in the NBA, how to make it work, um, mm-hmm. what you need to do to succeed, all of those kind of things. There was a, a I think it was Josiah and, and uh, Gil's show. Uh, I don't remember what it's called, but I should. That's that's not good because Josiah is one of our guys. Yeah. Um, so, but, and Zion said, uh, he was kind of on a live version of the show. I think he just, I don't know if he was scheduled to be, he kind of just walked up on stage strangely and they were asking him, you know, kind of pointed questions about getting, getting in shape and all that kind of stuff. And he said, no like, chill with Gilbert arenas. Correct. Yeah. Thank you. Um, that he, they did a live show in, in Vegas at, uh, at blue wire, I believe. So shout out, mm-hmm. shout out, uh, Lakers lounge and blue wire and all of our other friends that are at blue wire. Um, and he said that, like, he basically came to the point that said, like, I need to start or I've started taking advice from from the older guys, you know, as far as how to do this. Right. Get in shape and diet and all of this stuff, like how the NBA works. 
And he said, like, LeBron set out the blueprint. So that's a long way of saying, like, that's another person, obviously, that Max. So I agree with that, that Max can learn from. I agree with that about the this, this situation. I think that. It's not that I think. It's just that I would caution everybody, not you specifically. I would caution yeah. everyone that this is summer league. Um, oh, sure. And and. Max is Max looked overwhelmed. Um, he didn't do much in summer league last year and he mm-hmm. looked kind of overwhelmed most of the time uh, in the NBA last year. Oh, see, I disagree. No, 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 no. You're not going to disagree because here's, here's, here's my point. He didn't look overwhelmed. Like a lot of guys, when they looked overwhelmed, look like they don't know what they're doing. And mm-hmm. that was never Max. Max never looked overwhelmed by the moment. Max looked overwhelmed by the size and physicality and speed okay. and everything. Max looked not ready to. He didn't look. He didn't look ready to play in the NBA last year. Um, and he's playing against a bunch of guys that aren't NBA players and don't look ready to play in the NBA. If you look at the Lakers roster, Max and Cole, I think, are the only two guys that have. Are not rookies. Everybody else on the list is rookie. Now, some of them are older than Max, to your point. Mm-hmm. Like, and some of the guys in Summer League, you know, there's some older guys in Summer League. But for the most part, he's not playing against NBA players. And the NBA players he is playing against are like him last year, where this is just kind of all overwhelming to them. I mean, you and I watched what, or maybe you didn't. I don't know if you were there, but a lot of us watched Wemby's first game, right? And yeah. he just looked like completely overwhelmed, shell-shocked and overwhelmed and not ready. He was much better in his second game. So here's what I would say about Summer League. And Max has looked really good. Max has looked mm-hmm. very, very good. And I do think he's going to be a rotation guy for the Lakers this year. Does that mean I, like an every night rotation guy? It's kind of yet to be seen whether that means eight minutes or 12 minutes or 15 minutes or 20 minutes. But I do think he's going to play every night, at least at the beginning of the year, unless it looks like, you know, he's, he's doesn't belong. Um, but it's summer league. I mean, it's, he has, so, all right. on, he's on looked, that- he's, he's looked good. He, he's looked good, maybe even very good. And I do like that he has looked good in the ways that the Lakers possibly can use him. And I think that, he has taken reps doing things he hasn't been all that comfortable with just to try to expand his game, you know, handling the ball, oh, so, running okay. pick and roll, all kind of that, all that kind of stuff. My, my thoughts on summer league is if you look great, that's a good sign. And it might matter if you mm-hmm. look good, that's fine. And that probably doesn't matter, but it might, yeah. if you look bad, that matters. That matters. I think the only thing yeah. that matters in summer league is if you look bad. I mean, yeah. I'd rather have, you know, like it's great if you look like Max has not looked like one of the guys that's just too good for summer league. He's been one of the better players, but like Jabari Smith just looks too good for summer league. Um, who else? There's been a couple other guys that just like don't belong. They just look too good. Yeah. I do think Max has been good, but like, there's been a lot of guys between Kobe and Max. If this is the dude, hey, look, if you're most excited yeah. about him, fine. But like, that seems hyperbolic. Feels. Hyperbolic. I I totally grant that it seems and feels hyperbolic. It is. It is hyperbolic. Like it is literally the the word most is there, which therefore makes it inherently hyperbolic. But again, what I what I just keep thinking is, man, this guy like. 
this guy is just so well equipped to do what the Lakers are asking him to do. Like what I thought when you were talking about like he's taking reps, where I thought you were going is that the Lakers are they're mixing in some stuff that like he isn't necessarily as comfortable doing, right? As equipped to do with some of the on ball creativity stuff. Yep. But they also have him really focusing because they have Jalen Hood Shafino out there. Um, they have him focusing on stuff that he's going to be doing next year. No, yeah, right? absolutely. And that's that is that is purposeful. I, I said this on our show last night, but that is purposeful. Um, and shout out to the Lakers. This is what good teams do. You have a plan for everybody. Um, yeah. And some of it is some of it is getting guys reps like Max, getting guys on ball reps when you know to try to expand that portion of their game because you're not going to do that in the NBA, and you want to do that against live bullets, right? You want to have a chance to, to expand those things. But <clears throat> a lot of those things that I, I mentioned this on Twitter last night that I really liked from Max was him, like Boston was playing the zone a ton and him getting in the middle of the zone and making pull-up jumpers there, whether he was on the ball or off the ball, a little some cutting and all that kind of stuff. You do want to put guys in a role where they, this is the thing that they're going to do. You want to be able to see something that will say that you want to get guys reps to doing something that they're going to do if they are able to play on, on the big club. It's why Jalen Hushavino basically is ex- every time he's on, he touches the ball, it's a pick and roll basically, because if he's going to play for the Lakers, that's what he's going to do. So you do want to get him. You do want to get reps doing that. Uh, Maxwell Lewis, who hasn't been doing much of anything or didn't last night, um, it's, it's a transition for guys like that. And this was true of, of Max also. It's a transition for guys like that. Every dude in high school is the best dude in high school. When they go to college, maybe you're not the best dude anymore. So your role, you have to figure out how to get on the floor yeah. with a different role. Every dude in college is the best dude in the, in the, at, at school. in school. And when you get to the NBA, unless you're like a top five pick, a top 10 pick, definitely, you're not going to be able to do those things that you did in college. So I think it is important, like for Maxwell Lewis, it is important for him to get the ball all the time in college. You're not, you're not getting the ball. So you have to yeah. figure out ways to, so like people are saying, why don't they run anything for Maxwell Lewis and fire Darvin him because he has, doesn't have the guys doing stuff for Maxwell Lewis where that, you know, he should, they should be running plays for him. Well, they're not going to be running plays for him with the Lakers. So he has to figure out a way to contribute doing the things that he may get a chance to do with the big club. So the, all of this is to say, yes, I do think that Max is going to have a role, but I think we need to pump the... Br- what, now I'm gl- glass half empty, dude. What is going on? I do think he's going to play, and I do... How the terms have and, tabled. Yes, and uh, I don't know if I... Said, I don't know. You and I haven't talked about this, but a uh, friend, friend of the show, George Sedano, came up to me um, at... I wanted, it was before Sunday. Yeah, it was before Sunday's Lakers game um, to ask me about Max. Um, and You know why? He, what? You know why? Yeah, because he is also, he, George is, uh, Max is George's favorite Lakers prospect since Kobe also. No, so I was, I, oh, uh, did you, well, I don't, did you, I don't you, know, you I don't know when it was. I don't know when it was that that you bumped into George. Um, I, I was uh, right before, tweeting out the uh, link before the for... Lakers game Sunday, so that would be like I okay, know, yeah. Noon, so noon um, all right, so I I flew in. I wanted to get there Friday evening and hustle over to the arena, but I wasn't I wasn't able to do that. Shouts to American Airlines for just never ever ever having their shit together. 
Um, but so uh, I wound up getting into my hotel room at like three in the morning. That, that, that was an entire ordeal unto itself. And then I went down for breakfast on Saturday morning and there at the, like, you know, you know, um, breakfast spots will have like the, the breakfast bar there that like looks out at the cooks who were doing their thing. So it's not like an actual bar bar. I don't want to make it look like George was at a bar when I bumped into him. I mean, he was at, well, cause he was about to work. So like, so I want to be clear at like what kind of bar George was at. And and also George is like legitimately one of my favorite people in the world. So I want to make sure I paint this in the absolute perfect light. Mm -hmm. So I went to breakfast with some other guys and I walked, I, I watched George walk in and I finished my food and I went up there and I talked to him briefly there at the breakfast bar. And, um, and the first thing I told, like, after, after, like, the how are you doing, how's the family stuff, all that, the first thing I talked to him about was Max. It was because okay. <laughs> right. while, while I was stuck in Dallas-Fort Worth uh, <clears throat> um, airport. I was going to say, I a, know you flew out of Dallas if he was American. Uh, no, I, I flew out of Austin, and I was supposed to fly to Phoenix, but they screwed up. the they, My flight was delayed four times, so I wound up having to fly to Dallas first and then flew from Dallas to Vegas. But um, I flew to, while I was there at a Pizza Hut, um, which again, American Airlines made me eat Pizza Hut. Uh, oh, which, which you would never yeah. do, which you would never do otherwise. Their breadsticks are fire. Their pizza sucks. Wait, wait. <laughs> you would never, you would never <laughs> scoop so low as to eat Pizza Hut otherwise. No, their breadsticks, I will legitimately, I will, I will speak up for uh, Pizza Hut's breadsticks, but their everything else sucks. Um I hope they're not a sponsor. And then, um, so I was, I was sitting there and I was watching Max and there were some other people there who were on their way to Vegas too, like clearly for the basketball. And, um, we were kind of talking, uh, we were talking about it while we were watching and, and, um, Max was doing his thing. And I, I saw George the next morning. Very first thing I talked to him about basketball wise was Max. And I was just okay. like, I'm all in, I'm all in on this guy. And he's like, I'm, I'm legit curious. You were never this excited. Harrison too. Everybody that I'm talking Basically, to is like, you are never this excited about anything. Like it was just yeah. like, you were never happy about anything. What is going on here? And so like I told him, like, just walk around the gym and ask some scouts and stuff about this guy because he's, he's really effing good. And I think he's really effing good in ways that like impact winning. It's not just like, like Taylor Horton Tucker, when he was, when he was like good and exciting, he was good and exciting, but in ways that I like, I always thought that he would never be good enough to spend in, in, uh, as much time on the ball um, as he needed to spend on the ball on a good team, right? Whereas right. like Max doesn't need to be on the ball on offense. He he can he's he can catch and shoot defensively. He can rotate and he can spend time on the ball. He was so much more. He's so much more exciting than like than than like the 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 heavy usage prospects to me and and yeah what what are you nervous about what what, what? no 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 it's not nervous i just have i just have a follow-up question for you and uh-huh. then i will and then i will i will give you credit for why george sedano was asking me questions about max so I will, I will give you i will give you credit about that and i will i will praise max here in a second with the end of this story but i have i have a little question for you if if Uh-oh. i may be so bold mm-hmm Mr. Negativity turned positivity. Uh, how do you reconcile this 
this uh, love affair for Max and how wonderfully well you feel that he will fit into uh, his role as a fourth guard is what I'm mm -hmm. understanding you to be saying. Um, how do you reconcile that with, oh, I don't know, maybe two weeks ago, your sky is falling. What happens if Max has, to, if Max is your backup shooting guard, you're in trouble. What? Hmm. I All wonder right. how you reconcile such things. Or maybe, may, or maybe the last couple weeks of seeing him in summer league has, has raised your opinion of him. All right. So I think, I would say that's a fair question. I think it is. I think that it is. Like I agree. <laughs> um, the unmitigated goal. Like it's just the way he says that phrase is my favorite thing. <laughs> you have the temerity. Like, <laughs> but so I, my mom, my mom would call that chutzpah. <laughs> but so here's, I still think there is risk involved for all of the stuff that you have brought to this conversation, right? This is just summer league. He is just 20 years old. Even Pete was sitting there telling me like easy with this Max Christie stuff, because even I was in on Max before I went to Vegas and watched him. Right. Um, I mean, clearly, clearly yeah. per your conversation at, uh, with people at the, at the airport and then the with, very with first George morning, before, like, yeah, before you'd seen him play. Um, yeah. Well, I watched I watched him play the first game at the airport and then yeah, but not in person. Then, That's different yeah, in person. Right. Right. Um, but so I yeah, I, I think there is still risk involved here. And and I do think like if Max, if this winds up being, you know, the type of season the player has after what you consider a good, not necessarily great summer league, which I kind of sort of disagree with, but fine. Um, but if, if Max is like well, a typical, been, you think he's been great. I, I think so. I, I think every time really, he's, I mean, to be fair, Colin Castleton leads the team in every statistical category, basically. So like he's, been yeah, good. well, but, but that's because like Colin Castleton gets to clean up the 35 misses that like the Maxwell Lewis's and the Shafino's of the world are, are hoisting upon us. Um, but like, I, I think. And also, like, Castleton has nobody else at his position. The other big that they have is not very good. So, um, but I I think I think that there can still be risk. There is still risk mm -hmm. involved with not having a player like Max on mm -hmm. the roster. That makes me nervous still. This is because a winding road you've taken us on, okay? It is, it is. Well, look, I you, you know me. I... I I like the gray areas, right? And I think I think in this case, I like that Max has tools that the Lakers really need. I wish he wasn't the only person who had them on the roster. Okay, at so his size. my follow-up to that is, like, if he's the Lakers' fourth guard and you are as excited about him as you are, like, you're looking at this. Like, this is, okay, so this is where I think it is useful to take a broader view. Um because uh, this this comes up all the time when you like when you bitch and moan about how the Lakers operate, and I tell you like I get that you're a Lakers fan and you care about the Lakers, but this is not like a uniquely Lakers thing. This is just how the league is. Like in this case, how many teams have better fourth options? Guard? Like who? How many teams have better fourth guards than than Max or guys that like how good good you expect Max to be or the situation that Max is in? You know, like, 
you're saying like, oh, what happens if JH like people play rookie, people draft guys uh 17th, like JH, like those guys usually play. Like the league, especially now when everybody needs contributors uh at the minimum or rookie on rookie deals in order to escape, you know, tax hell and second apron hell. Like this is what the league is.